Welcome to Cornerstone Church Kingston. This is uh, one of our podcasts and we've been working our way through animals of the Bible and uh, we're going to be having a think about the lamb today. And uh, so thank you for tuning in or for downloading or streaming and we hope you've enjoyed uh, anything that you've listened to previously. Uh, There are other resources and you can read blogs, download sermons on our website, cornerstonechurchkingston.org. And uh, I'm here with uh, Ben and Pete. And hello, uh, hello. and um, I'm I'm Tom, and um, uh, this is this is the kind of feature length version of the podcast, and uh, we'll also be producing one for kids and families as well. So uh, we are going to start in um, in Genesis chapter three, and uh, this is Genesis three twenty one. This is uh, towards the end of the chapter. Uh, well, and I think we did the serpent last week, and so we were in Genesis 3 last week. This is after the fall. Adam and Eve have uh, rebelled against God. They've listened to the voice of evil. God has come and cursed um, both the snake and the world. And uh, he now he now says in, um, in verse 21, uh, the Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. Um, so it's a very interesting little verse here, right at the beginning of the Bible. After sin and after the fall, uh, the Lord God is stepping in and is graciously covering over uh, the sins of Adam and Eve, uh, clothing their nakedness uh, with garments of skin. Uh, and that would strongly suggest that there has been some kind of sacrifice performed on their behalf. Uh, so an animal of some kind has died mm. so that they might be covered um, by the by the blood, by the gift of a life of something else. Um, and so already there, there's it's kind of queuing up the sacrificial system, which is going to run right throughout the Bible. And although it doesn't say it was a lamb, mm. um, you know, when you take the whole Bible together, there's, there's a good reason to think it could have been a lamb that was slain yeah. um, to um, to cover over the sin of Adam and Eve. So that's that's where we might have our first well, well, encounter, isn't well, it? Well, the, but the next story in chapter four yeah. is about Cain and Abel and is about flocks. Yes. Uh, which is lambs. Yeah. You know, is, is sheep. Yeah. Um, and and so if there's a heavy suggestion. Yeah. And, and, and again, I know there's all kinds of other reasons, but Cain's uh, uh, offering is rejected uh, and Abel's is accepted. So there seems to be already some kind of thought mm-hmm. That without the shedding of blood mm. or without a lamb mm. uh, that sacrificed, you you can't be acceptable you, mm. before God. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and there are some yeah. parallels there with um, uh, before God clothes them with skin, um, they try and clothe themselves with fig leaves. Yes, and that is inadequate. Yes, uh, in order to be in relationship with God. Yeah, mm. and so He has to provide the sacrifice, the the correct clothing to come before him yeah yeah um and then maybe that's there's some parallel fig leaves and grain offering uh not good but uh sacrificed animal clothing and sacrificed animal good yeah Yeah. and i think the rest of the bible um uh, supports that interpretation doesn't it so if this was the only (laughs) you know if these were the only texts about sacrificial lambs uh, Mm. then we would worry and be a bit more nervous about drawing those conclusions but actually because of the richness of the theme in the bible you can see you can see ah already here's the here's the beginnings of it and uh here's how it's working and you can read back yeah, in, into it. Oh, there's a that's like a shadow mm. uh, of what now what I learn about lamb throughout the rest of the Bible. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah, brilliant. So those first two chapters, we already introduced this idea that the sacrifice 
Um, the sacrifice of an animal is important both for atoning and for covering over and for worship. Um, and then, so as we go on, when do we when do we kind of meet the lamb? You know, so so to speak. When's the kind of the first big encounter with the lamb? Would we? Well, I mean, there's all kinds of things in Genesis with Jacob yeah. and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. But the big, the big sacrifice thing uh, is is the Passover. Mm. So you've got um, the people of God; uh, they're in slavery in Egypt, um, and uh, Moses is is raised up to to, to be their leader. Um, actually, like like a shepherd, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and to take them out of of um, of of this land of slavery under Pharaoh, and the final sort of um, plague thing mm. is to do with this Passover. So he's got this angel of death that is coming to take away the firstborn, which is basically your heritage and the rest of your life, sort yeah. of thing. Um, he's going to take away all firstborn of everything. The angel of death is coming, but. Uh, you're saved from the angel of death if you sacrifice a lamb and you put the lamb's blood on the doorposts. Mm. And then the angel of death comes comes and sees the lamb, the blood of the lamb on the doorpost and passes over mm. so that the firstborn isn't, isn't killed. Mm. And that's a really vivid, very, very vivid image for all kinds of... Uh, in all kinds of ways, yep. of that the lamb, this lamb of God, if you like, mm. uh, is is the thing that saves you from mm. judgment. Mm. Yeah, and it's um, it's because something has already died. So the angel of death looks at it and is satisfied. It doesn't have to bring further death in that household because mm. something has already died and is covering that, and so mm. it so it passes on. Mm. Um, also. Uh, was available for anyone who would put their trust in the Lord. This this lamb, um, this is this is an instruction God gives Moses and Aaron to tell the people, um, and so it's down to the people to obey, isn't it? Um, if they don't trust God, if they don't put their faith in Him, then they won't do it, and the angel of death will will will, will have them. Uh, but if they if they put their trust in the Lord uh, and and trust in the provision He's made for them, then then they're saved. Mm. And this is one of the other key passages which um, introduces us to the to the importance of the blood of the of the animal. So, um, mm. in some ways, we're doing this podcast on the lamb. We could have done it on the blood of the lamb, couldn't mm. we? Because um, actually, how it's put in verse thirteen of Exodus twelve is the blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. No destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. Mm. So, um, again, this is kind of tying in with what we looked at in Genesis. It's about the sacrifice and the life of the thing yep. that has been given because the life is in the blood. And uh, it's only, you know, you couldn't just kind of, you know, staple a picture of a lamb. <laughs> you know, there had to uh, there yeah. had to have been a sacrifice, a laying down of a life in their stead so that the angel of death would see it and pass over and the plague would not touch them. Um, and it's meant, and so, it's meant to be vividly horrible. Yeah, it is. It's, you you uh, know, bringing fruit uh, as a sacrifice isn't, isn't very horrible. Mm. You know, it's, it's, mm. it's a thing that's sort of grown to eat. I think the whole idea is, is, um, is quite repulsive. Um, because, you know, um, uh, in, in, in other places... Uh, when uh, when the sacrificial system's set up, you know it's it's the worshipper that brings the lamb. It's the worshipper that cuts the lamb's throat. Mm. 
and it it's very uh, uh, hands on. Mm. It, it, you're meant to see the blood coming out and the life mm. going out of the lamb. It, it's it's not nice. Mm. So I don't think this is a sort of jolly occasion. Mm. But you're meant to say that lamb. Mm. It, what is happening to that lamb should happen to me. Yeah. And you can't do that with a pear or an apple no. or a vegetable. No. no. It's also interesting, God's uh, decision to use a lamb specifically, out of all the animals that he could have chosen, a lamb, well, a sheep, you know, compared to a pig, is a very clean, it's, it's you know, it's white, it's uh, much cleaner, much nicer to look at. And a lamb, of all things, is like a more sort of pure, perfect, innocent version of it. It's like the purest, most mm. innocent, most least deserving of death sort of animal out there mm, it's a mm. joy it's a delight to see a lamb isn't it yeah. like just frolicking around and it, it kind of adds to the to the weight of, w- of what you're doing it, this mm. thing absolutely does not deserve t- it has a whole life ahead of it it's innocent it's done nothing wrong in its life mm. and this is the thing that is going to take my place mm. well it's mm. interesting you say that because that that is also picked up on in in these stories so uh, you know um even well in some ways the first thing we learn about the lamb in verse five the animals you choose must be year old males without defect Mm. um and there's 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 kind of echoes of that in the abel story as well that he brings the best and the first from the fat portions in other words it's not just a, oh, a, an old, a, an old dodgy one. That's He's a got dodgy one around. with only one leg. Sort of yeah, thing, yeah, and, and one or a dicky eye. eye or something. Yeah, yeah. And one tooth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. You, you, you choose the one um, that you know. It's a year old. It's a male. It's perfect, without defect, blameless, spotless. Um, and so there needs to be a perfection about it um, before it's suitable for for, for an offering. Um, and so these are like you know, if you know the gospel already, these are themes yeah. which are just throwing us on you know aren't yeah. they but um well yeah. that that uh yeah okay yeah. i mean if we're gonna jump uh i mean yeah, you may want to yeah. jump back i don't know but if you go to an extremely famous um passage in in isaiah isaiah mm. 53 which is clearly a picture of the lord jesus christ um and i guess we'll come to john in a minute but um it's it it, 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 it the, 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 the 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 picture is 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 very vivid it's it says i mean there's a different sort of picture of sheep uh, going astray mm. but it, uh, so it says in verse 6 of isaiah 53 we are all like sheep that have gone astray each of us has turned to his own way and the lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all uh, he was oppressed and afflicted yet did not open his mouth he was led like a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before the shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. Um, so it's a very vivid picture hmm. of 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 a lamb coming to sheep hmm. that are wayward, hmm. um, and uh, you know being killed hmm. in order to 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 rescue us. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. yeah, and um, it's um, there's a kind of. Again, there's themes of atonement here and sacrifice, and the lamb is involved in sacrifice. And but there's a there's a kind of submissiveness, isn't there, and a, and a quietness and a gentleness about the lamb. You mm. know, it's not it's not the wolf who is like mouthy and aggressive. There's mm. a, um, a, a you know a humility about it. Um, and and, and, the, uh, and the laying of or, 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 and and the laying of the the iniquity of us all, mm. which is again the hands thing. So you, you know you brought the lamb in. 
mm-hmm. laid your hands on. I yep. mean, it, it's much more than laying your hands. You put your entire weight on the lamb. So mm-hmm. this lamb is representing you. Then mm-hmm. you cut its throat. The blood comes out. Yep. The lamb is thrashing around. The life is going out. Yep. That is a picture mm-hmm. of the Lord Jesus Christ, the mm-hmm. lamb of God who takes the iniquity of, of mm-hmm. us all, which mm-hmm. is fantastic. Yeah. Something I've just noticed as well is... Um, uh here it says we are like sheep uh, and he yeah. was led like a lamb yes and so he has to be like us in order to sort of yeah. re- represent us and be our representative because yeah. so we know elsewhere in the bible it says the blood of animals can never take away uh sin or pay for sin uh, and yet that's why jesus didn't come as a physical lamb um which probably would have been clearer from a jewish perspective yeah um here's the lamb of god that takes away the sin of the world <laughs> literally a lamb yeah. walks on but he had to be just like us in every way mm. in order to represent us and be our substitute um yeah. so yeah it's just something i noticed yeah. there for the, the first i mean time. that's yeah. the, that's the other side i don't know whether we're going on to that but yeah. you know sheep in the bible are you know that that's a picture of god's people mm-hmm. and is they're often wayward and stupid mm. and uh always pushing to go to other pastures and yeah. uh, i mean that's a, that is a picture of yeah of mm. us as people isn't mm. it mm. Yeah. yeah yeah no perhaps we can c- come back to that actually um and, but but it's so 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 with that so we've got we've got the genesis we've got exodus the passover we've got isaiah 53 i mean there's the whole of the levitical uh, laws you know were sacrifice blood sacrifice you know was a huge part of god's their corporate identity uh, you know when you read through that book you think gosh there must have been um animals and blood all over the place most of the time you know mm-hmm. it was a, it was a huge part of their life not only for atonement but for worship and for thanks and um praise and um so there's themes running through there um but as we've just touched on you know the new testament um picks up um, this imagery of the Lamb of God and applies it um, very specifically to Christ. Um, and, you know, when John says um, in John chapter 1, behold, uh, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the John world. John the Baptist. Uh, yeah, 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 sorry, John John the Baptist, yeah. And um, when, uh, you know, 1 Peter 2, we you know, had a sermon on this on Sunday night, you know, Peter specifically brings out um, Isaiah 53. He committed no sin, no deceit was found in his mouth. It's the Lamb before the, the shearers again. And to those who will read, you know, these, to the first hearers of these words and the first readers of these words, these weren't just abstract ideas that, you know, they would have understood the significance and the imagery behind what was being said. Mm. Um, they wouldn't have heard John the Baptist and thought, that's a strange analogy. Behold the Lamb <laughs> yeah. of God. Well, I, re- I remember um, when I first became a Christian and I remember someone talking about, because I, I didn't really know all the imagery. Right. I was just, no, I was just converted. No, no. But uh, it was one of the first sort of talks I ever heard and uh, someone was saying um, Jesus is a lamb mm. and what he did was he then took our thinking of lambs and didn't look at the Bible at all mm. and he said uh, okay so Jesus is like a lamb lambs are nice and fluffy and warm and oh, you can gosh. hug them yeah and they're just lovely little pets and you can know Jesus no. uh, and he's like a lamb of God you can hug him, his fleece is warm, yeah. he welcomes you. Yeah. And whereas all of those things are sort of true, <laughs> it's missing it. Absolutely. It? So, and, and that's what we do with the Bible sometimes, isn't we? We, yeah. we, we? we just think 21st century, what do I think of lambs? Mm. And rather than reading the scriptures, mm. it's much, much richer. Mm. Yeah. Mm. 
Sorry, brother. I yeah, no, 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 no. That's no, that's absolutely right. Well, it's, it was making the same point really that when um, that when uh, these first hearers would have heard John the Baptist saying, "Behold, the Lamb of God," they would have known what he was talking about. Um, mm. uh, they would have known that was not just a random image he picked out of thin air. Um, that there, there were, there were sort of um, that was linking back to all that we've just been discussing about the Lamb in the Old Testament. You know, it's it's like saying, "Here is the sacrifice who takes away the sin of the world. Here is uh, the meek one who's come to submit himself to suffering. Here mm. is the one who will cover over our sins." Genesis three. Here is the the best and the first of the flocks. You know, Genesis four. Here, you know, here's the one we need to save us from the destroyer. Exodus 12, you know, they, they would have had, if they'd known their Old Testaments, they would have known the categories um, that he was he was talking about there. Mm. So um, that's why it's picked up, isn't it, in the New Testament there. Um, so, we, so we've got we've got Jesus coming onto the stage, you know, his public ministry is beginning, um, Jesus, the Lamb of God, uh, who takes away the sin of the world. Um, and, and then, uh, you know, as we carry on in the New Testament, you know, we see this is not the only reference to Jesus being the Lamb. Um, where, where else, where else do we go for that? Well, as you say, one Peter, uh, but uh, you've got sort of hints of it that are coming from Isaiah fifty-three. Mm. Uh, in two Corinthians um, five, it says, "God made him who had no sin." Mm. So that's the Lamb. Uh, to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God. Mm. That's clearly imagery from from mm. that. Mm. But then, uh, ultimately, you come to the last book of the, the Bible and you see an amazing picture, don't you, mm. of the Lamb of God, not as some fluffy little sort of Lambo thing, but <laughs> as, um, or lamikins, yeah. uh, but he's, he's on the throne. Mm. And the, and the amazing image there, and this is why you can't take Revelation uh, absolutely literally because it mm. wouldn't make any sense. But he's the lion that is the lamb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and those two images suddenly go. And the, the lamb that had looked like it had been slain. Yes. And so yeah. wh- why is a, a slain lamb on the throne? Mm. Um, how come the one who has been visibly defeated is the one who's victorious? Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So uh, absolutely yeah. it is and uh, and it's um you know that that's the thing isn't it it's that he he comes to his position of prominence and exaltation because of his sacrifice doesn't mm. he so um that's why he's heaven's champion that's why he's our savior because he 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 reigns because of his his atoning work on the cross um and so he becomes he becomes the, the king of all doesn't he uh, the, our sacrifice and you think maybe when um when Satan heard John the Baptist say, here comes the Lamb of God to take away the sin of the world, he might have thought, how pathetic. Mm. He's the Lamb. Isn't he the lion? Why is he coming as a lamb? Mm. And and in God's wisdom, that is the, that is the, that's the most glorious. And he, he, that's the ones who exalted. Mm. Yes. So that's exactly Philippians 2, isn't it? Yeah. That God exalts the one that's given his life. Yeah. Mm. But I mean, just read those words in, in uh, Revelation 5. And it's, you know... Uh, uh, um, uh, he's 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 sitting on the throne. Then I saw a lamb looking as if he'd been slain, standing in the center of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and all the elders. In other words, the whole of creation, all of God's people. Um, uh, and then it, it 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 goes on. He's got things in his hands and so forth. And it uh, and then it says, 
uh, and and when he had uh, uh, taken this from the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb mm. and each had a harp and you know there's incense and prayers and then worthy is he mm. and then the, the the great song in in the new creation is worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power mm. and wealth <laughs> and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and praise and then it goes on again to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb mm. so we've got one sitting on a throne and a lamb sitting on the throne <laughs> there you go uh be praise and honor and glory and power forever and ever and the four living creatures that's the whole of creation mm. yep fall down and say amen mm. <laughs> that's what the world is about mm. yeah the whole world is about a lamb yeah the whole of future is about a lamb mm. yeah this isn't some little thing here is it no mm. no yeah. absolutely not yeah and the um the book of hebrews um also makes a, a big deal of the blood of animals and contrasts it with the blood of the blood of christ and uh, so in Hebrews 9, verse 13, it says the blood of goats and bulls, and you could add uh, sheep and lambs to that, and the ashes of a heifer sprinkled on those who are ceremonially unclean, sanctify them so that they are outwardly clean. How much more then will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself unblemished to God. So there's the language of perfection without defect, blameless, unblemished to God, cleanse our consciences so suddenly it's not just outwardly not just done for that year mm. and will need to be repeated next year cleanse our consciences from the acts that lead to death well we know what those are that's sin so that we may serve the living god um in other words you cannot um rightly uh, serve the living god unless the blood of the lamb the blood of christ has cleansed your conscience um because how could we serve him if we were burdened with guilt, laid down with sin, under the shadow of death, unsure whether the price had been paid, mm -hmm. without Christian assurance and a clean conscience, we couldn't serve him gladly. Yeah. We could never pick ourselves up again when we failed mm. if the blood of Christ hadn't achieved more mm. than what the blood of animals yes. could do. Um, there's, you know, once a year on the outside, yeah. now the blood of Christ, the lamb, inwardly yes. conscience clean so that we can serve God. So, and, um, and, that, and, that, and that's why it's a wonderful imagery back to the revelation bit. Yeah. That that is the center. Mm. The lamb is on the throne because what you've just said is eternally, continually yeah. happening, uh, that there won't be guilt. We're mm. free from the guilt and our consciences are clean mm. because there's a lamb on a throne who mm. was slain for mm. us. Mm. And so forevermore, we're in this new creation mm. where there's, I mean, just imagine, I mean, it, it's quite hard to imagine a world without sin because we're so used to it mm. um, or a world without feeling guilty or, yeah. you know, the, the potential in us is now whoosh mm. yeah. because mm. of the lamb of God, mm. isn't it? Yeah. Um, so we've got this new creation mm. ruled by this very lamb yeah. that's, that's cleansed us. Yeah, and it's yeah. something we're going to uh, remember forever, uh, the sacrifice of the lamb. Because presumably in Revelation, if they're knowing that it's the lamb that was slain, there'll be some awareness of why the lamb was slain. Um, in other words, you won't be looking and thinking, well, it's a strange looking lamb. Or, you know, it looks yeah. like he's died. I wonder what that's all about. You know, yeah. um, there will be a forever reminder won't yes. there, um, that, uh, that sin... Um, you know, was so serious and that um, deserved such 
dreadful punishment, mm. um, but that this lamb was slain for people like us. And so there'll always be some kind of awareness of what we were and what we have been made um, because of the blood of the lamb. And that yeah. will just rebound to praise uh, f- forever, won't it? Um, and that, so, that you know, that's what we, sh- when we see a lamb, Mm. The whole point of this series, yeah. isn't it? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Remind yeah. us of Christ. Yeah. Yep. When you see a lamb, look, look, and think of Christ mm. and e- eternity. Mm. And, and, and actually, when you, you know, for those of you that do eat meat, when you eat lamb, mm. you, you know, you, you, so this is, this is died mm. to give me. I mean, I think that is something about eating meat. Um, that's why one, one reason why I do eat meat mm. is that I, I, I have to recognize in order for me to live, something has to die. Mm. I can never really live without death. Mm. And I think that, that we should be reminded of that mm. and thank God for that, mm. that there is in fact the Lamb of God that mm. takes away the sin of the world. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Do we want to um, go anywhere else with it? Well, well, we could, we could do the sheep. Do we want L- to the, the sheep? Because, yeah. because I yeah. think that's another thing, isn't yes. it? It yeah. is animals of the Bible, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. We've yeah. chosen one line, which is brilliant, but yeah. um, there are yeah. other. But I mean, that's, I, mean, I think what Ben said, you know, you, <laughs> you won't be complicated. The incarnation is that a lamb has come to live amongst sheep mm. uh, and we are sheep that mm. have gone astray and Jesus is the lamb that's come. Well, to, but he also yeah. uses another. So he so he's the lamb. Yes. But he also describes himself as the good shepherd. Yeah. So in John's <laughs> gospel, yeah. He, yeah. he also says, I am the good shepherd. Uh, the shepherd, the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. So yeah. there you go. That's the, the lamb. The shepherd lamb. The good, the good the lamb. The lamb who lays his life down for the sheep. But um, when when Jesus came, he didn't uh, he, he came and he saw us and he, he saw that we were harassed and helpless like a uh, like a like sheep without a shepherd um and so he wants to be the one who comes and unites us all under him and guides us and leads us Uh, he's the good shepherd that leads us through the valley um you know we do not want psalm 23 the beautiful psalm um and he's he's not just come to die for us and sort of leave us alone but he's come to also be our great shepherd Mm. and and uh yeah and have someone to follow his voice to to lead us Mm. um not just through this life parables isn't he about you know, sheep going astray. That's right, yeah. And how God actually is prepared to leave the 99 that are safe in the pen mm. and go out and get the silly one that's, uh, you know, got lost. Yeah. And he put it on his shoulders. It's all mm. picture of the cross, surely. Yeah. He puts it on his shoulders and brings it back to the flock. And that's what Christ has done, hasn't he? He's come into this world mm. to seek uh, and to save the lost. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, and... Um, so yeah, we can be stupid sheep. We can, yeah. And, and, and the I'm whole history of Israel as a as a nation is ones of sheep in the wilderness and bleating yeah. away, saying, oh, yeah. I want to go back. Why can't we eat over there? I, I mean, you know, if you know anything about sheep, if you put them in a pen, they will put their heads through and eat the grass outside <laughs> rather than the grass <laughs> yeah. inside. Yeah. Uh, they're always wanting to escape and yeah. go to yeah. what they think is better yeah. pastures. Yeah. And often they can eat, because there's a lot of things that can kill a lamb um, and lots of, um, uh, you know, tasty grass type things can actually blow them up. <laughs> yes, yes, because they're eating the wrong thing. We need the that gas... for the kids one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah and, the ga- and the gases in them ex- explode their stomachs and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So my friend had, had a pet lamb, he called it Lambo, uh, just, just up the road from where we're recording. And uh, that he had it in a, in a pen where there was grass and he had sort of feed in it. 
but it put its head out and ate all the pears mm. from the pear tree that <laughs> were outside of the pen. Mm. Yeah. And it got drunk. <laughs> right. Because the pears fermented in its stomach. <laughs> right. And it was completely yeah. drunk. Uh, and then fell on the floor drunk. Yeah. And then what happens is the um, the um, magpies come. Uh, I thinking and it's dead. magpies, well, they know it's not dead, oh. but magpies like eyeballs. Mm. Oh. And uh, they came down to peck the eyes out. Oh. And that's what happened. That's, that's a yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. We probably won't tell that on the kids' one. No, no, but, no, no. But the point is that sheep are stupid. <laughs> yeah. And they have to keep hearing yeah. the shepherd's voice. That's why. You can we... only hope that the alcohol in some way deadened <gasps> the pain, you know, of yeah. <laughs> that experience, like an anesthetic. Yeah. Um, yes, I think that's right. And it's how, it's how Isaiah uses it. You know, we all like sheep have gone astray each of us to his own way mm. so there's this, there's something about the sheep which is sort of um you know sort of independence you yeah. know foolishly independent it goes yeah. to its own way yeah. um and thinks it knows best and uh, thinks it knows best and wanders off and it needs gathering and uh, speaking to and correcting and i noticed um, this very recently actually when i was in scotland last because the place that we stayed um uh had had two fields sort of next to each other one was a, a field of cows and one was a field of sheep and i had never really noticed before but cows in unison parade up and down all together they go from left to right they eat their way across the field they turn around and come back and do the same and there's only one or two of them but sheep are just pff, they're everywhere yeah. they have no idea there's no coordination at all yeah. no, and yeah, yeah. and they probably they're way less efficient i thought wow look at the cows yeah, yeah. They're, they're way more organized than going together and yeah. So I yeah I noticed that very visibly yeah. recently. It's amazing those little um competitions you get, isn't it, with the sheep dogs? Oh yeah, the yeah. farmers have got to. There's like a competition. You've got a shepherd. They like herd yeah. them all into a combine. Like, combine. Combi. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're amazing, aren't they? Yeah. Um. Anyway, there but, we go. But, but, but um, that's the skill, though, isn't it? Yeah. Because the skill of that is that there's always a lamb trying to go off. Yeah. Mm. And the dog has to try to gather them as a whole mm. to get them in. And mm. then he has to run around to get that escapee lamb, doesn't he? Yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed uh, thinking about the, the lamb. And um, uh, as I say, this is this was our longer one. We're going to do a kid's one as well. So we'd really encourage you to listen into that. And um, do stay tuned for more of these uh, Animals of the Bible podcasts. And uh, once again, cornerstonechurchkingston.org is the place to go for uh, all kinds of other resources. We've got a back catalogue of podcasts and things which you can download, the A to Z of, um, of Christian faith, which, which uh, is really helpful for learning what it means to follow Christ. Uh, Corona Chronicles, been through the whole book of Revelation, Mark's Gospel. Do make use of all of that. And uh, thank you for listening today.